Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers. I'm your host, Daniel Nelson, and today in our study of Judges, chapter 14, we're going to be looking at God's providence and sin. Now, I will say that this is probably going to be a shorter episode, mostly because I need to leave for work pretty soon. I record these in the morning, and just letting you have a glimpse into my thought process, I was like, either I'm going to do put this off for later, or I'll do this now. And I was like, I'll just do it now. Because laziness is not good, and I end up doing it too much. So it's not happening today. No laziness here. So today, before we dive in, I want us to have a quick little reminder of the Nazarite vow. If you are not familiar with Samson's story, Samson, as we saw yesterday, was supposed to have the Nazarite or live like a Nazarite. And in Numbers, we find that the Nazarite vow, it's normally something that's for a set period of time, but obviously Samson is not normal. The Nazarite, Samson basically lives a permanent Nazarite vow where he is not allowed to have wine or beer, no grape juice, no haircuts, and no going near a dead body. So really, this isn't that bad of a set of rules Really, the biggest thing is no going near a dead body. So as a Nazarite, you're not allowed to bury your close ones, anyone. I mean, obviously anyone, but not even close people. So it's a pretty tight set of restrictions, but it's obviously, I mean, you know, if you don't drink, it's not that bad. You don't have haircuts, so just get you a hair tie, and then you can't go near dead bodies. So... It's a little tough, but at the same time, like, following this would not be the end of the world. Samson, like Israel, totally falls short of the law. That is our first point today. Samson, like Israel, totally falls short of the law. Here we see Romans 3.23 played out. If you don't know Romans 3.23, it is in the New Testament, and Paul writing says that the wages of, or excuse me, I'm saying Romans 6.23. Darn, I want us getting this confused. (laughs) Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Man, I'm telling you. This, Awana, you'll just learn a lot of verses and sometimes you get them jumbled. Romans 6.23 says, For all, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. I'm, I'm telling you, man. Oh my goodness, it's too early in the morning, that's what it is. Anyways, Samson, he really dishonored his parents here by not listening to them and marrying whoever he thought was best. And so, in America, this isn't too bad of a thing. You know, in America, especially if you are living, or if you're going to live on your own, you know, you're not really bound to do what your parents say. Like, you know, if you're paying the bills, then, you know, you're you know, you're fine. But in Israelite culture, it's a collectivist culture. It's not just, you know, in your town, everyone knows what everyone's doing. There's shame and honor. And if you are neglecting what your parents say, it brings dishonor to your family. And so, especially for Samson to be marrying someone who is not of the people of Israel, it would bring dishonor to his parents by not, A, following their good advice, but also 
by marrying completely outside the people of Israel. It is sin what Samson's doing. He is not honoring his father or mother. Samson has no respect for the Nazarite vow. That's the second thing we see. Samson, he goes and he gets honey from the carcass of a lion he killed. And he does not tell his parents that, obviously, because they wouldn't have been too happy about that. Because he is not allowed to go near a dead body. So eating honey from the cor- corpse of a lion obviously does not qualify <laughs> or disqualifies him from this Nazarite vow. Samson reflects the people of Israel at the end of Judges, who do what is right in their own eyes. And that is not a good spot to be in. If you have read your Bible ever, and you've read Judges all the way through, you know that when God says they did what was right in their own eyes, it is not a good thing. Israel, too, falls short of the law. Israel, like Samson, received blessing from God, but then use that to their own advantage. Israel, on its own, naturally fell into sin. And we, too, are not free from this. We see Samson. on When he tries to do things his way, he falls into sin. We see Israel do the same thing. When they get that blessing from God, they get deliverance, they get the promised land. All these good things throughout their history, they just go straight back into sin when they stop following God and stop entrusting Him with everything. And we too are not free from this. Apart from faith in Jesus Christ, God's people cannot help but gravitate towards wickedness and self-righteousness. And really, there's two tendencies we see. Some may become totally hedonistic living for pleasures that don't last forever. We may try just to do things our own way, whether that be through sexual immorality, through fueling anger, through holding bitterness, through slandering, whatever it is, just trying to find happiness in things that are what Jeremiah would call broken cisterns, things that cannot hold. You know, we'll fill them with water, but it just leaks out. And that's what it is with these sinful pursuits. We try and fill them, and we try to have them fill us. But ultimately, water just leaks out. It can't hold forever. But God, He fills our desires fully. God out-promises sin. He promises that He'll do more, and He keeps His promises, unlike sin. The only thing really that sin has is that it just seems closer to us. It seems easier, you know. But sometimes, and a lot of times actually, easier is not better, okay? It may seem easier to, you know, commit sexual immorality. It may seem easier to find fulfillment in pornography rather than your wife. But in the end, that's not going to fill you. We need to find our deepest contentment in God alone. Nothing else can fill us. Others may become self-righteous, like the Pharisees in Jesus' day, where they would offer sacrifices. They do good deeds, but they didn't have a heart that genuinely loved God. This is terrible. Man, it afflicts our churches too, where we see people who... You know, they love the formalities. They love 
maybe the smoke and the lights, whatever it is. And they love, you know, those things and they go to church, but they don't actually love God. That's horrible. That's a horrible way to waste your life. Because, heck, if you want to waste your life, might as well, you know, have a crazy time doing it. There's no reason if the church is not a good place to waste your life. You know, Paul says, if the resurrection did not happen, we are of most people to be pitied. Christians do not spend their lives the best way if we're only living for this life. But we know that Christ has been resurrected from the dead. So we are investing in eternity. If life is only until we die, then sure, why would you invest in eternity? Might as well live it up now. But we know that there are eternal consequences. We know that there is an eternity. And we want to be investing there where moth, rust does not corrupt, where inflation cannot destroy, where diseases cannot corrupt. That's where we invest because we know that only God can fill us. And we see that Samson and Israel, and we too sometimes, can fail to see this point. And finally, I want us to see that God is sovereign even over sin. God is sovereign even over sin. Look at Judges 14, 3-4. But Samson told his father, Get her for me. She's the right one for me. Now his father and mother did not know that this was from the Lord, who wanted the Philistines to provide an opportunity for a confrontation. God used the stupidity of Samson to accomplish his purposes. God had previously used faithful judges to deliver his people, but now he's saving his people in spite of a faithless judge. God wanted it to be clear that he does not depend on who happens to be in charge at any given time. This is good news, knowing that even in horrible situations, God reigns even over sin. It's easy for us to kind of think that, you know, sin is Satan's realm and righteousness is God's realm. But God is Lord even over Satan. Satan cannot do one thing that God does not approve of. If God, if Satan, you know, you see that in the story of Job. Satan can only go as far as God allows him. And you may ask, why does God allow sin? And I'm not going to try and go into a full, you know, a full explanation of this because there are whole books written on that. But I can tell you that God uses sin, uses death, uses pain to show his awesome glory and to show that he is better than that. To show that he is worthy of praise. That he's worthy of giving everything of us to him. And that he will defeat these and restore his people. It's devastating for God's people to see sin around them. Especially in other people's lives. But it's good for us to know that God is Lord over everything, even sin. God will not let sin have the last word. When we are in horrible situations, it is a comfort for us to know that even through the worst life has to throw at us, we worship the God who has defeated sin and death. So today, just to recap, we have seen that Samson, like Israel, totally falls short of the law. That we, on our own, 
cannot fill our thirst for contentment. We will waste our lives living for ourselves. But we find that there is true contentment in Jesus Christ. That if we give our life to him, if we say, Lord, our life is yours, and we see at the very end of this story, Samson says, God, my life is yours. And he sacrifices himself for God's people. He gives himself up. He loses his life. As Matthew 15, I believe it's 15, says, loses his life to find it. That's what Samson does. And that's what we can too. Say, Lord, our life is yours so that we can find life from you. And we find that God is still sovereign. Even over the worst things, even over sin, God is still Lord. Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers. I hope that you will come back next time as we study through Judges 15. And if you have not already, check us out on our website, adoptedbelievers.com. You'll find articles. You'll find our podcasts, all of them. And I encourage you to leave a review if you're listening. And that's a really good way of helping our podcast get a little bit of traction. And tell people you know. But without further ado, I will see you all next time as we look at Samson and how he gets some revenge.